your way back to your seats. Amen. If you just stand one more time just for the reading of the word and then we're just going to pray and then we'll get straight into it. If you want to open your Bibles to Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 1. And I am your preacher for today, as you may have gathered, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. But it might differ, but I'm going to mix it up. New King James and New Living. When you're there, just say amen. Amen. The word of the Lord says, Hebrew chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for your Son and for your Holy Spirit in this place, Lord. We thank you, God, for your presence, Lord. We thank you for all that you are. We thank you for your promises that are yes and amen. We thank you, Lord God, that, Father, because of you, because of your Son, Jesus Christ, you have made everything possible for us, all things. And we are grateful people here today, Lord. We celebrate who you are. We celebrate your Son. We celebrate your Holy Spirit, oh God. And we ask that you just take full control, full reign in this place today, Lord. Speak to our hearts, to our minds. Arrest our souls right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we love you. We bless you. And we commit this whole entire service, Lord God, into your capable hands. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the word of God says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith is what shows the reality of what is in our hearts, church. Those very things we hope will happen, but many times we don't speak about or we don't voice. We're believing for them, but we hold them close and deep in our hearts and don't voice it. It is also a supernatural reality that has not yet been realized or manifested in the natural. So faith is something that we, is a connection that we have with our Father. Each and every one of us has a measure of faith. The Bible talks about how we have been given uh, a measure of faith as small as a mustard seed. Now it is our responsibility as people of God, as we believe in the word of God and who he is and what he is able to accomplish in and through our lives will determine how much our faith grows. Amen. Because God has given to us we have it. Everything that we need, he has given to us. It is down to us to take responsibility of the things that we have been given and use it for our advantage. And when we begin to do that, we don't only just use it for our advantage. It becomes a, a, a tool that is used for the advantage of others. Amen. Because our faith can save others. Our faith can see family members saved. Amen. And so it's, it's our responsibility to use what has been given to us and to expand on the faith, that small mustard seed of faith that God has given us. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, the word of God says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. 
Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. If we fail to believe, church, who God really is and what he is able to do, we will never benefit from what he can do and bring into our lives, church. There are some things that we must do in order to move God's hand. And this is what I'm saying. It is our responsibility to activate the faith in our lives to enable God's hand to be moved on our behalf so we can reap the benefits and blessings made available to us in Christ as our faith matures. Amen. So we are children of God and that we start off with milk. But God's intention is not for us to remain on milk. That we are to grow and mature in the things of God, the things that he has given to us. Grow and mature in them until it comes to a level of maturity and it will not just be fruitful in our lives because it has to bear fruit in our lives first before it can bear fruit in other people's life. Faith pleases God because as we pray and we declare God's word, it calls into existence those things that are not as though they are. It is our attitude towards it that demonstrates proof to God that he exists. But it comes with challenges. Because faith is that very thing, that very seed that we are believing something for, but we can't see it. We can't see it. We, we, we see it in our, in, in our spirit. We imagine it. We visualize those things happening or whatever it is that we're believing for. But we cannot see it. And this is where the challenge comes for us. Because faith does not have a time on it. Time, it does not give us time, church, as to when whatever it is that we are believing for is going to happen. We just have to believe. And we know that when we trust God and we begin to walk in the trusting of the Lord, when we begin to walk as saints of God that believe and trust in the word of God, then we will see the hand of God be moved on our behalf. And so in theory, we can speak those things out. In theory, we can speak out the word of God. In theory, we can believe what the scriptures is telling us. But until we begin to walk it out as people that believe what's being said, we will not see the hand of God move in our lives. Earlier you heard me say that we have to believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. That is an action. And so when we begin to believe... Whatever the circumstance may be, because I know that when I first came to Christ, I didn't just come to Christ just like that. The Holy Spirit hovers over all men, looking for those whose hearts is for him. He hovers. And I know at the time when I gave my life to Christ, it was not a, 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 a momentary thing that just happened. 
I was crying out in my spirit. I was believing for change. I was believing that something had to take place that was different from what was happening in my life at that point. That God had to do something different. I wanted to see change. And I can visualize change in my life. But I could not see in the natural. And it's when it got to that time when I could not take it anymore. I cried out to God. I cried out to Abba Father and he heard my cry but it started with that small mustard seed of faith and it began to grow church and when I began to cry out to the Lord he heard my cry and it was that moment he saved me it was at that moment he heard he heard the cry of the children of Israel being captive in Egypt for many, many years. But the action did not come straight away. God was working it out behind the scenes. And that's what we have to believe that whatever we're going through or whatever we face in life, that God is working it out behind the scenes. And so it comes with so many challenges. Faith challenges our ability to live the kingdom life because it challenges the very culture of the world we live in and became adapted to long before we came to know Christ. You know, the greatest obstacle to becoming a, a committed Christian is found in the challenges we face on a day-to-day -day basis. We can call ourselves Christians. And it's easy to speak words. But it's much harder to act it out. And not just to act it out, but to maintain that. Because we can be a, say we're a Christian today. And we can come to church today. And next week, we can come to church next week. We can come to church for the whole month and lift up our hands and worship the Lord. But when the challenge comes to us, there are many people that walk and turn the, their back on God. They walk away from their circumstances and they begin to do things that God has said, hasn't said for them to do, but they're leaning on their own understanding. And some of those people, you don't even see them back in church again because their faith, they didn't allow the faith that God had given them to increase and continuing to believe and maintain what the word of God was saying in their lives. And so it is the day-to-day -day challenges that we face that's difficult. And that's what makes it difficult for us to be committed Christians. They are thousands. There are millions of men and women that will call themselves Christians but not committed. And that word goes round flippantly. I would say Christian. But most people, when I'm speaking to people, even at work, I would tell them, I'm not just a Christian, I'm an active one. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. That's who I believe in. So I like to tell people that I'm a follower. 
I'm not just a Christian because anyone can say that they're a Christian, but it doesn't mean that you're committed. And God wants committed people because God's desire is to bless us. God's desire is to give us those things that our hearts desire. He said in his word in Psalms 37, I believe, that if you did, if whatever you desire, that we are to delight ourselves in him and he will give us the desires of our heart. That means we're to believe, not just believe, but we're to walk in the things of God. Because when we walk in obedience, when we commit ourselves to the things of God, that proves to him that we're saying that, yes, Lord, you actually exist. Yes, Lord, you are real. Yes, Lord, you are able to accomplish that very thing in my life that I have been believing you for. That's proof to God. Faith challenges our ability to live that kingdom life. And, and that kingdom life because it challenges the very culture of the world we live in and become adapted to. And we've all came, because we're born in sin. So we didn't just pop up and become this Christian overnight. It, it, it took work. It, we, we, we had to make difficult decisions. Because the world is very, very desirable. The world is appealing to a lot of people. But how many know that it's easy to live in the world because the world is a place where there's no discipline. And where there's no discipline... Everybody just runs riot. It's the same thing when you have your children and you're growing up your children in, in your household. If you don't discipline your children, your children's going to run riot. They're going to do whatever they want to do. And then when the time comes for anyone to say anything to them, whether it's in school, whether it's in the household, or even when they grow older and get to work, go to work, they won't listen to anyone because they're used to doing what they want to do. Because there weren't no discipline in their lives. And this is how the people of the world is. The people of the world have no discipline. Because everything is out there to, for the taking. We can rave if we want to rave. Drink if we want to drink. Sleep around if we want to sleep around. Whatever we choose to do on whatever day or whatever week, it's there for the taking. But God has called us to live a disciplined life, one that is committed. And when we go through the challenges, we soon come to realize the task of living a fully God-centered life is no walk in the park. It is no walk in the park. At times, it can be very, very difficult. And it is in those challenging times that we actually, people will see what you and I are made of. When there's only you alone, or you just one worshipping and nobody's worshipping, and it's only you lifting up your hand, are you going to do what they do? The Bible says that we're not to follow the crowd. We, we're to walk with a different spirit. We're to stand out and to be different. Not the ordinary people, but extraordinary. 
Everything that God does is above and beyond. In EWC, I've been teaching with the women. We, we had uh, an uh, introduction about exceeding expectation. And we know that everything that God does in his word, he does above and beyond. He exceeds expectation. And this is why we come to that place where whenever God moves in our lives and things begin to change, we can lift up the name of God more and more. And our love for him grows stronger because what we expect him to do, he always goes above and beyond. That's the God that we serve. In John chapter 16, verse 33, the word of God says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart. Take heart, the word of God says, because I have overcome the world. So even though we may go through difficult times and the challenges may, we may face, Jesus has already overcome the world. He's already conquered Satan. All we're going through is the battles. The war has already been won. We're just fighting a battle in our mind to ensure that we get to where God wants us to. See, Satan knows that he's lost. He knows that the war has already won. So he is in a race. To grab as many souls as he possibly can get. And so God not, don't only just want us to, 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 to see our souls saved. But there are many out there that will perish. If our faith do not increase for them also. Peter said in, in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 12. Why are you surprised or think it strange when you go through things? When we're going through trials, church, we, we go through stuff and we, we look at it and we think, what's going on? Why is this happening to me? And, and, and I, I've been in that place. You know, we all go through different things because we're going the same place, but our journeys are different. But ultimately, we're going to the same place. But God is maturing us. All the things that we go through, it, it, we go through and God matures us through it. But he said that he would not leave you. And he would not leave me. He would not leave us or forsake us. That he will be, to, be with us to the end of age. So it doesn't matter what we face. He will always be there. When our faith is being stretched, our, the challenge comes to stretch our faith, church. That is only because God is using the situation in our life to grow us, to mature us, to build and expand our faith that, so that we can take on more, so that we can become more committed, more ex excelling to the things of God. And the weapons that he has given us, we can use them more effectively. So we're not to be surprised when we go through stuff. Because none of us are exempt from trials and sorrows. None of us are exempt. 
I've seen my family go through some many, many trials, personal, but I've also seen my family go through. We've gone through all kinds of things, sickness, death, you name it, drugs, alcohol, you name it, my family has experienced it. But we have come through stronger for it. And even seeing and experiencing those things in my own family, I've been able to stand more in prayer because I don't sit there and feel sorry for myself thinking that everything that goes on only happens to me because there are many people and the Bible tells that that all Christians around the world suffer. We all go through stuff. We all experience trials and tribulation. It's how we deal with them. There are many that don't know God. But we can be grateful that we know him. When we find ourselves in fire... We got to know that there will not be no growth without testing. And no testing without difficulties. We won't grow if we're not tested. If our faith is not tested, we will not grow. We will stay with that same small mustard seed of faith and we will be believing and we will be praying and we'll be thinking and considering those things that we've been considering for years after year and saying to God, why hasn't things changed for me? Why is things still the same? And I tell you why things stay the same is because you have not exercised your faith for things to change. And I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to myself because there are different levels and there's different seasons in my life as they will be in your life where you, where you will be tested. And in order to go to that next level, in order for God to take you on further, in order to see the fruits of possibly your labor or the fruits of your prayer and the, the, the fruits of you standing strong. The only way that you're going to see those things is when you begin to exercise your faith. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than more gold, mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Faith positions us, church. It gets us ready for what God has for us. And that's something that I've had to realize over years, that faith it actually, as we believe by faith for those things, it positions us for what God has for, in store for us. Genuine faith will position you in a place of humility. 
When we're genuine in our faith, we will become humble. And humility is a sign of us placing ourselves under the mighty hand of God. That's what humility does. It places us under the hand of God, into the hands of God. And it gives God permission to move on our behalf. So humility, it actually positions us. It will open your eyes to see close to those things or that thing you have always hoped for. So those things that we see and that we are hoping for and we see inside of us that is not yet been manifested, it, it gets closer. We can really begin to visualize it. It's not at a distance anymore because as we exercise our faith, we believe more. It becomes more real. And when it becomes more real to us, we begin to see up closer. Our eyes begin to see that very thing that we're just at that little moment where we're able to just touch it. It becomes tangible. This kind of faith will move you and should move you into action. When we begin to activate our faith on this kind of level, it will move us in action because we become excited. We can see that very thing right in front of us that we're believing for. When we're telling ourselves it's going to happen. When the enemy is saying to us and others that maybe because there are going to be people that you come across that come around you. And they will not always encourage you. There will be some people that will discourage you for the very thing that you're believing God for. But when you believe in what the word of God and you begin to get excited about it. You're something begins to rise up inside of you you begin to get bold and hungry you begin to see that very thing right in before your eyes and what it does it moves you into action whatever the Lord is telling you that you need to do at that point it moves you into action James chapter, James chapter 2, verse 14 says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? To have faith on its own without works is dead. Action makes things happen. Nothing will ever have the opportunity to happen or change for you without you moving out of your starting position and into action. And there's always a starting position. And this is what humility does. It puts you into the hands of God. And that is your position because you're then giving God the opportunity to move on your behalf. Because you have, we have proven to him that he really does exist. And he's able to do what he said he would do. Denzel Washington He's such a man of wisdom. And he said in his quote, there's a quote that he has, and it says, you will never start without commitment and never finish without consistency. He also said, ease 
is the greatest threat to progress. When you back down and you become complacent and you just expect things to just happen just like that, it is the biggest threat to progress. But when you begin to believe and see that very thing that you're believing God for and you step in position, it brings you into position so that God can move on your behalf. And as you, he begins to move on your behalf, then as he speaks, then you begin to move into action. And then what happens, there's a co-working going on with God. As God moves, you move. As God speaks, you speak. This is how it works for us. But let me tell you the benefits. Because faith comes with its challenges. And there are some people in the Bible that had belief of faith. And faith doesn't always, we don't always see everything that we're believing for. But we've got to believe because that, I think to myself, you know what, I might even not even live to see my grandchildren grow up and become adults. There's no guarantee. I'm believing that. I will see that, but there's no guarantee. It depends on if God decides to call me home. But I am believing that my grandchildren will be saved. That is my prayer. And even if I don't see, I'm standing in faith today to believe for the future. And that's what we have to do, church. Continue. Because that's our confidence that we, are having in, we have in the Lord. Because of faith. And that's, this is the title of the message. Because of faith. If you're taking notes. Because of faith you have access to God through Jesus Christ. And, can become, and be confident your prayers are being heard. And in Matthew chapter 21 verse 22. The word of God says you can pray for anything. And if you have faith you will receive it. Because of faith, salvation was made available to us. Hope became reality for the lost. John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And this is because of faith. Because of faith, when we praise and we worship God, regardless of what's going on in our life, it pushes away darkness and brings into our circumstances the, the soul needed and welcome presence of God. So when we lift up our hands, the man of the circumstance, when we lift up our hands and we begin to praise God and we begin to believe him for those things that seem so difficult to happen that it's never going to happen it, and in the natural we think no it can't happen but we know that we serve a miracle working God and because he's a miracle working God that makes things everything possible in Hebrews 13 15 the word of God says if you can perceive who God is his power faithfulness love your trust and faith in him will grow because of faith, everything we hope for becomes possible. The demon possessed are delivered and the sick are healed. One of the foundation, the foundation scripture for Destiny City Church is Mark 9.23. Anything is possible if a person believes. Because of faith, God's blessing 
stored up for us, you can be, re can be released on our behalf. When we stand in faith, all the things that God has for us, all the blessings that he has stored up for you and I can be released. He is able to release it to us out of faith. Deuteronomy 28 verse 2 says, And all these things, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord God. When we stand in faith and we begin to position ourselves, walking in the obedience of God, of what he's leading us to and how he's leading us, it will move us into action. It should move us into action. It should prepare us for growth. And so I want to encourage you today, church, whatever you are believing for here today, whatever it may be, continue to activate that faith. Because that is the one thing that the enemy is after. Is our faith. We don't have faith, we don't have nothing. Amen? Let's stand. I want to close with this. <clears throat> Joseph was a man that was full of faith. The journey started for him when he was about 15 years old. And he never saw the manifestation of what God had planned for his life until when he was around 30. But he continued his faith through life. And even on his dying bed, even on his dying bed, Joseph said that he believed that his people will leave Egypt. And he stood in faith on his dying bed that his people will leave Egypt. In actual fact, the Bible tells us that, that Joseph even said to them, take my remains with you. When you leave, he was that sure and he was that confident in the God that he served. To the point where he could say to them, when I leave, when you leave, take my remains with you. And the people were in slavery for over 40 years, yeah? 400. But, but God delivered and he used one man. But I said that to say this. Because of Joseph's faith, because of Joseph's faith, it started there. God honored it. And he led his people out of slavery into a place filled with milk and honey. And that was because of faith. God's timing for us, church, isn't always the timing that we think. 
because some of us have been praying. Holy Spirit can move just like that in an instant. But if we don't see certain things happen straight away, trust God that he knows what he's doing. And if it doesn't happen this year and it doesn't happen next year, believe that God is working it all out behind the scenes. He hasn't, he hasn't stopped moving on our behalf. He said that he will work all things together for our good, for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. This is the word of the Lord. So we may not see God's hand move on our behalf today, or we may not see in six months' time, but be sure as you stand in faith, as you remain and you position yourself in faith, you will see the hand of God move on your behalf. And everything, if you have lost things, the Bible says that he will restore the years that the locust has eaten from you. God will give you back everything that the enemy has stolen from you. That is the promise of God, but it's going to take faith. It's going to take standing faith. If you have family members that are sick, God's hand is not too short to bring healing. When he sent Jesus Christ, he sent Jesus Christ so that we can be healed. So when I hear of sickness, or when we hear of sickness or family members being afflicted with sickness, we got to claim and declare it. That is not their portion. By faith. So, as we close, just grab a hand. Grab someone next to you their hand. And I want you to pray for the person next to you. Allow what God is. Don't ask them. Allow what God has placed on your heart right now. Begin to allow the Holy Spirit right now, right where you're at, to put what you need to pray for that next person for on your heart. Trust God with it and begin to pray right now. Two minutes.